Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, yeah, it's Emilio. Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Bonjour, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Bonjour, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Well, hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's Rich Langton speaking, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. If you are new here, welcome. Uh, this is a place where the creative team of Hillsong Church really talk about our faith and our creativity and how they work together, how our creativity can be a, an outworking and extension of our faith in Jesus. And uh, to those of you who've been listening for some time, I apologize uh, for the lack of episode. Uh, really, over the last few weeks, we've been listening. We've been taking a break to um, hear what the Lord is saying, I guess, in this, in this season, um, to really be mindful to what God would want us to be learning. And uh, instead of just talking and talking, we thought it was best to listen, uh, particularly after the murder of George Floyd and the racial inequality issues that have been raised in our own country here in Australia and around the world. We felt it best to just take some time to uh, not just be adding to the noise, but to be listening But now we're back and uh, we think that we will probably upload once a week, uh, probably on a Monday, Sydney, Australia time. Uh, we might throw in a few bonuses here and there and we may change that uh, schedule a little bit as we go. But uh, at this stage, we're going we're gonna to post weekly on a Monday and uh, it's going to be good. I believe that... Um, I believe that together we can journey this thing out, uh, this thing being life, and that we can encourage each other in our faith. I always love to hear from you as listeners, and I love to um, hear what is inspiring uh, you and who you'd like to hear from and the topics you'd like to hear from. So please do um, be in touch uh, via our Instagram is probably the easiest way. That's the Hillsong.creative Instagram and uh, let us know what, what you love, what you'd like to hear more of. Um, but for today, I thought I would just share with you um, a little bit of scripture, really, that has been speaking to me and uh, encouraging me and also challenging me in this season and in these last few weeks since we've spoken to you. And that is uh, the first few verses from the book of James. In this season, I don't know about you, but I have not uh, always been joyful. And I think maybe I've allowed... Uh, my focus to be on all of the issues of the world rather than on the joy of the Lord. You know, the scripture says that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. But in reality, I think sometimes we allow happiness and joy to be, um, to be mixed up. And sometimes we're not happy, but we can still have joy. And sometimes we, uh, by mixing those two up, we allow our joy to be taken from us. And yet it should be It should be one of the bedrock things, the foundational things of our faith. In James, it says, um, well, before I read it, the book of James is written to a group of churches. It's written to these 12 tribes that are scattered across the nations. And I think of us now in this time where some of us are still scattered in our homes here across Australia Uh, for those of you who are not in Australia, we are. Some of us are still uh, in isolation in our homes uh, in Victoria right now. Shout out to Dean Usher and the Melbourne team. They are. Uh, 
they're in their homes, still in lockdown and uh, unable to really do anything but, but stay home. And here in Sydney in New South Wales, um, shout out to, the, to Gabe Kelly and the New South Wales team. We are um, we're able to go out of our homes, but still many of us are working from home and still many of us are quite isolated in this season. In Queensland, it's similar to here, but in uh, Darwin and in Western Australia, they are um, all but out of isolation now. And uh, and yet there's a sense of uh, wariness, I think. Um, you can let me know, guys, from, from Darwin and WA, but I think the sense I have from speaking with some of you is that that there's a little wariness about COVID and about, you know, where things are at in the world because we're not meeting as a church as yet, uh, physically at least, we're still meeting online. But then across the world, I know that uh, in many you know, different places, there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, certainly, um, like, like in James' day, back in the first century, the church is scattered across the globe and we find ourselves in all sorts of circumstances. And some of them are not joyful. And, and that is the same as, as the, uh, the people that were receiving this letter from James. They found themselves uh, being persecuted, being, um, being really, it was really a time of trouble for them. Um, and yet the, the opening line is um, really verse 2 of James, chapter 1, is this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. He starts this letter to them, knowing that they are facing trials, pa- facing persecution, with telling them to consider it pure joy when they face trials. And for starters, that's a challenge to me, myself personally, and I'm sure it probably is to you because my immediate response when I face a trial is not joy, is not to think of it as a joyful situation. Often I'll think the opposite. I'll think of, you know, woe is me kind of thoughts. And yet James here in Scripture is saying that that his brothers and sisters should consider it pure joy when they face trials. It's not an if you face trials, but it's a when. He was. He knew that they were already in this, being persecuted. They were facing trials, and yet he's saying when. So in the future, when they happen, uh, not if they're going to happen, but when they happen, consider them joy. So for us, I believe that this scripture is telling us that even in this current situations that we find ourselves, no matter where you are, if you would consider it a trial, if you think that you are being persecuted or if there's any sort of burden that you are facing, I believe scripture is encouraging us today to consider it pure joy. Now, that's such an interesting way to, f- to think about it. I, I looked up some commentaries because I, w- I was struggling with, you know, the, the tension of this because it doesn't seem normal to, to be considering trials joy. And this one commentary that I read, it says this, the paradox of considering trials joy is, is not normal. It's a paradox. It says it's super normal. In other words, joy in trial is not a natural reaction but it, but it must be a supernatural reaction. I don't know about you, but for me, that gives me a little bit of uh, comfort to know that it's not a natural reaction, that I'm not, I'm not unusual, that I don't consider trials joy, but it is a supernatural reaction. And therefore, it, it's a choice of leaning into God, leaning into his spirit and looking for that super ability, the supernatural ability to consider trial joy. It says this, it goes on, the commentary says, ultimately, seems to me that the man or woman who is most able to obey this command is the one who is walking by the Spirit, 
filled with the Spirit and controlled by the Spirit. As the believer yields to the Spirit, making the determined choice of his or her will, he or she is enabled to manifest joy. And, and obviously, for example, um, it, says, it goes on to say, for example, recall the exhortation of the writer of Hebrews to continually fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has set down he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, Jesus is our example. Even though the cross, the trial of the cross, even though he died at the cross, as he as he contemplated it, as he was moving towards it, he considered it. He considered the joy of that situation. So, so was the situation good in and of itself? No, it was bad. It was it was murderous. But the result of that was going to be joy. Another commentary said this, Joy is the deep down sense of well-being that abides in the heart of the person who knows all is well between himself and the Lord. I love that. It's the deep sense of well-being that comes from knowing that all is well with yourself and the Lord. See, we can go through all sorts of trial. We can go through COVID and we can go through the terrible things that are happening this year. If we have a, a sense that all is right with the Lord, then we can come back to that time and time and time again and 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 uh, breathe in a sense of joy. I think it's when we forget that our relationship with God is secure and that he is a good God, an everlasting God, an all-powerful God, a God who is in control of our circumstance and our future. When we forget that, then we forget joy. But in James, getting back to that, he goes on to tell us what you know i guess how to have this joy he says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance see we can have joy because the joy is a test and it, the test if we pass it it produces perseverance he says let perseverance Finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. So that the person who has joy in a trial is the person who is mature and complete. In other translations, it says who is perfect. And it says not lacking anything. Verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, see, why would it, why would, sorry, why would he say wisdom? It's because he equates the person who has wisdom is the person who is mature and complete. So he says, if you if you have the ability to see hardship this way, it's because you are wise. And if you're wise, then you are mature and complete. So he says, if you lack wisdom, in other words, if you can't see trials this way, then you should ask God who gives generously without finding fault. So this is the way to see trials as a joyful thing is that we go, do I have the wisdom to see them this way? Actually, I, I'm not sure I'm mature enough yet. I'm not sure I'm wise enough yet or, or complete enough yet. And so if I'm not there yet, which to be honest, I'm not there all, all the time or most of the time, but as I realize I'm not there, what's the answer? The answer is to ask God for it, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given you, it says. If you ask God, it will be given you. And it says, when you ask, you must believe 
and not doubt. So don't ask with a doubting spirit. But when you ask, believe and do not doubt, because the only one, the one who doubts, is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. See, I believe that if we can learn to see our trials joyfully, consider them joyfully, consider them something that's building our perseverance and is working towards us becoming complete and wise and mature, if we can see them that way and if we can work that way, then we won't be unstable in all we do. We won't be double-minded and we won't be wondering what's going on and, and not able to be walking out this season well. So my challenge to you and to myself today is this. It's a challenge of wanting to be not uh, really not being unstable in all we do. Think about this. If you each day as you get up in the morning, uh, are, you, are you unstable in your mind? Are you all over the show in your spirit? Or are you secure walking out on a firm foundation this season? Because I, I believe if we're not, it could be to do with the fact that we're not considering it pure joy, the trials that we find ourselves in. And let's flip it around. If we consider it joy, if we can, if we can work if we can work towards joy in this area, then I believe we'll be complete, we'll be stable, we'll be able to be a good example to others in this season. How do we do it? We do it by asking the Lord. So it's about being prayerful. And it starts, I believe, by acknowledging where we're at. Where are you at today? Where do you find yourself? Are you unstable are you double-minded? Are you, you know, just being tossed all over the show by the circumstances? Or are you joyful? Are you able to be joyful? If you're not able, then ask the Lord. And I believe that he will uh, give you what you need. He'll empower you today. And as you believe him for the wisdom to see joy in the trials, he will give you everything you need. He'll be faithful to do it and he will bless you in it. So as we continue to outwork 2020 together on the Micropod and, and as teams all over the world, I pray that joy will be your portion. The joy of the Lord will be your strength, not in the circumstance, not in who you are, not in how good you are or how bad you are, but in the fact that you have a secure relationship with God, that he loves you, that he hasn't left you, that he has not forsaken you, that he is empowering you each day, and that as he is doing that, he has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and that any, even in this circumstance, even in the worst thing that's being, that is happening in 2020, even amongst that, God is still outworking his good plan on the earth and he'll bring it to fruition. And so today, I, um, I speak joy over your life. I speak security over your life and I believe God for it. So let me pray for you and we'll get on with the day. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for our amazing Micropod listeners, I thank you for our team across the world. And I pray, Jesus, that you will bless them with joy today. I pray that joy will be their portion, that, God, they will know that you love them, that you know they will know that your spirit is with them. 
residing right there in amongst all of the stuff that they are going through. And Lord, even today, as they face trials, as they face stuff that is difficult, I pray that they will be that that will be a trigger to be aware of your goodness and your grace and your love, and that that will spark joy. And Lord, for those amongst us who are who are unable to see the joy in the trial that they are facing today, Lord, I pray that they'll have the strength by your Spirit to ask you for. Uh, wisdom in order to be able to see the joy uh, that is before them. God, I pray that we will not be double-minded. I pray that we will not be unstable, but that by your Spirit, we will be strong, secure believers in you. And that, Lord, that will be a mighty example to others in this day and in the days to come. So I bless our listeners, Lord God, and I can't wait to talk to them soon. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Hey, love you guys. Hope this has been a blessing and I hope you're encouraged today and I'll talk to you soon. You give me love, joy.